Have you ever looked at something and you think, oh, this is very beautiful, and you went ahead and you bought it, and yet it wasn't what it was uh, promoted to be? Or have you looked at something and you, you said, this is so delicious, let me buy this, and you get it, you eat it, you'll find that it wasn't that tasty? My topic today is that don't be fooled by what you see. Stay with me. I'll be right back after this short message. Welcome to Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to help you discover treasures and truth from God's Word and also give you deeper insights and understanding of the character and nature of God. Here is your host, Dr. Kazumba Charles. God bless you. Dr. Kazumba Charles here again. Most of us and uh, we, we all probably have experienced this uh, where you look at something or you look at um, uh, something that you want to buy. Uh, you love it you, 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 from, from a distance. It looks really beautiful. It looks really good. And when you get it or you buy it, you find that it wasn't actually all that good or all that strong. Or you buy something online, nowadays our shops are online, it looks really, the image looks really good, it looks so beautiful, and you get it only to find that the material used is actually poor material, and it, it's not even to your liking. Well, in life we all go through those moments where we let our sight overpower our lives, and when we get something that we thought was good or great, we find out that actually it wasn't all that great. It, uh, it was misleading or it was uh, depressing. It wasn't all that beautiful. Let me change this question here a little bit. You go to a place or to a church. Let me use a church because, you know, we, we church folks. You get into a church and that one Sunday, it is a powerful worship and everybody is just welcoming you. They love you. They, 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 they take you out. They take you to the restaurant and they pay for your meal and they do all those um, things. And you're like, man, this church is so welcoming and so good, uh, so beautiful. The people are great. The worship was great. And every Everything like that. And then you go again the following Sunday because uh, you are a newbie. Again, you know, you see uh, that they, they give you first class treatment and everything is like a uh, beautiful and you're looking like, uh, man, this place is uh, where God has called us to save. We're going to save here because they've shown us uh, the love. They've taken us for a meal. They've invited us to their homes. And we feel this is the place where God has called us to serve. Have you ever been in that situation? I think now it's making sense. It will make sense as we go on with this message today. Don't be fooled by what you see in front of you. Be laid by the Spirit of God. Let the Spirit reveal 
things that your sight cannot reveal. So here is a situation. One guy told me he had gone to this uh, church and the worship was so powerful. Everything was powerful. They welcomed them so well as if they were in heaven and in paradise. Two, three days, uh, you know, two, three weeks of the services, they just felt this was the place uh, for them to serve. The more they started serving, the more they began common, the more they began to see that uh, that treatment was only bad for a moment and that place wasn't what they thought it was. And guess what they had to do? They had to move on because it didn't turn out the same way. What I want to help you today is uh, to make sure that you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in any decision or in anything that you desire to do. Because uh, sometimes what we see is not what it looks like. Sometimes uh, what you see is not what is. Listen to this. Sometimes even when you are in a dry place, you're thinking this is dry, God is not working, God is not doing something. Actually, God is doing something because uh, it is not only where there is uh, fruitfulness and all those kind of stuff that uh, God is working. I want to take you to the Word of God today. We're going to look in, in, uh, in the book of Genesis because uh, that's where we see the similar story that I was just asking you here. And uh, this will help you because uh, many people have made a mistake, uh, be it uh, just getting married, for example. You look at the woman, she's beautiful and she's dressed well and uh, you go ahead and you get married and you find out she doesn't know how to cook or the guy doesn't know how to cook. Either way, he doesn't know how to cook, she's not what you thought is not what you thought guess what that's how divorce happens so so fast listen God cannot lead you to something that will end up in that place like that God wants to lead us to something that is sustainable, something that is uh, building, something that is uh, good for us. So look at uh, 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 Genesis here we're gonna read right Genesis chapter 13 here our focus is in uh, Genesis 13 verse 8 to 13, but I want to read right from the beginning here so that we get the glimpse of the story. So Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him. Now Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and in God, and he journeyed on from uh, Nagab, as far as Bethel, to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Hai, to the place where he had made an altar at first. And there Abram called upon the name of the Lord. And Lot, who went with him, also had flocks and herds and tents. So that uh, the land could not support both of them. That's how much, how rich these people were. The land couldn't even support them. They, were, they are too much. They are too much. Look at this here. So that the land could not support both of them dwelling together. For their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. They were so rich, they could not dwell together. Now here, and there was a strife between the headsman of Abraham's livestock and the headsman of Lot's livestock. And at that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites were dwelling in the land. 
Then Abraham said to Lot, let there be no strife between you and me and between your headsman and my headsman. For we are kingsmen. Is not the whole land before you? Separate from me. If you take the left hand, then I will go to the right. If you take the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lord lifted up his eyes. This is where now we're going to see here. Lord lifted up his eyes because uh, they had some strife here. Abraham says, you know what? We got to separate. We shouldn't be fighting here. We all have enough. We can separate. But look now what Lord is going to see and uh, where Abraham is going to go. Uh, here, he says, uh, Lord lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan Valley was very watered everywhere, like the garden of the Lord. Look at that description. It was uh, rich. The land was rich as if it was the garden of God. The garden going to Adam and Eve, you know, that garden was extremely rich. So as the uh, Lord lifted up his eyes, he looked to a place, it was uh, as rich as you can see. And the Bible described it as rich as the garden of God. Now look at this here. It continues as uh, like the land of Egypt in the direction of Zohar. This was before the land destroyed destroyed uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself all the Jordan Valley and uh, Lot journeyed east. Thus they separated from each other. Now, let's pause right there. What made Lot decide where to go, he decided because he saw the land was just too rich. The land was uh, as rich as the garden of God. Imagine the garden of God, God himself having a garden. It would be rich, fruitful, and the uh, Jordan Valley was that rich. So when uh, Lot looked around, he saw that the, the, the water table was high. It was as rich as you can think of. And uh, that's where he's going to move on. Now, beneath that richness, there was something that you're going to see after here. You're going to see something in that richness. There was a problem. It was rich, yes, but there was a problem in the richness there. So what does Habram uh, uh, say? Habram, he looks, he goes to where it was dry, as if there was nothing. You could even think like uh, his animals and uh, all his uh, possessions would die where he was going to go. But the dryness where Abraham is going to go, even though it looked dry, even though it looked poor, even though it was not rich, there is something there that is sustainable. Where the beautiful land was, there was something that wasn't uh, going to be sustainable. Let's read here. Let's, read. Let's continue reading here. 12. Abraham settled in the land of Canaan. While Lord settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were great, were wicked, great sinners against the Lord. 
The Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land that you see, I will give to you and to your offspring forever. Now, look, he did not say the same to Lot. And yet Lot picked the most fatal land. He saw with his eyes the land that he had picked was so rich and so fatal. Now look at this here. We continue to read. And then the Lord says, I will brace you. And then in... Um, he says, I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. Arise, walk through the length and the, uh, the breadth of the land, for I will... I will give it to you. So Abraham moved his tent and came and settled by the ox of Mare, which at the Hebron, there he built an altar to the Lord. So the first thing he does, he even builds an altar to the Lord to worship God and to pray to God. Uh, Lord, he went into a land that was already rich. Uh, Lord, uh, Lord, uh, Lord, the place that he chose was uh, very fruitful, but beneath that fruitfulness, it is a place that was so wicked, it's going to take actually Abraham to go and rescue Loti because God was about to destroy that city. Now, let's, 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 let's break this thing down. Here is what is happening here. Lord sees the land that is so fatal, that is so fruitful, and he thinks, wow, this is good. I will move here. I'm going to pick the most uh, beautiful um, place. Uh, uh, that's what I'm going to pick. Abraham, in another way, in, in, on, a, on the other hand, picks a land that did not look like that. But because God told him, I'm going to make it fruitful. I'm going to make you fruitful in that land. Listen. Sometimes what we see is not what is. Sometimes we mistaken the fruitfulness of a place uh, that God is there. And sometimes we envy those uh, who are looking like they are doing so great uh, uh, because uh, they are fruitful. Yes, God is associated with fruitfulness, uh, but let me tell you something. Don't be, don't be fooled because sometimes uh, there can be a place that is looking like rich and rich and yet beneath that richness is uh, evil, is uh, witchcraft, is demonic presence of the devil in there, wickedness, and that is in in the case of Lot here. He chose a place where the people were wicked, as wicked as you can think. And the God actually was about to destroy that rich place. Abraham, in a, on another end, where he was, because it wasn't fruitful, but God was going to make him prosper. We see that uh, in, in our lives most of the times, uh, we envy those who seem to be doing well. We envy those who seem to be, to be ahead of us. Listen, you don't know how they got to where they are. You don't know what they did along the way to get to where they are. You don't know if they honored God or if they honored another God that, they, that laid them there. You don't know the sacrifice they had made. Uh, maybe a sacrifice, not the sacrifice to God, they made 
made a sacrifice to a God to get there. So don't envy those who seem to be ahead of you. Go through the process. Let God process you. Let God mold you. Let God perfect that which he has called you because what looks beautiful and what looks great as well as shining doesn't always turn into something great or healthy force. In this case, Lot saw a very beautiful land, but that land was about to be swallowed up by God. God was going to destroy that Sodom and Gomorrah because of their wickedness. It looked rich, but it was a full of one, full of sin, full of death, full of evil in there. Listen, I'm going to say this once again. What looks beautiful to our eyes, what looks great and shining, doesn't always Always translate into something great or into something from God. Be content on who you are, what you are, and what God is doing. Don't envy other people. Yes, we have. Uh, we can be inspired by people, but don't envy what they have because you don't know how they obtained all those things. They might obtain those things. Maybe they might have obtained those things with accursed things. Maybe with a witchcraft those spirits of the evil. You don't have to envy. Let God continue to work in you. Let God continue to prepare you. It may look dry. It may look like nothing is moving. It may look like you are not making an impact. It may look like you have only one follower. Stay faithful to what God is doing in your life. And where it seems to be dry, the Spirit of God is going to be, a, to, to be unleashed in that place so that you can be fruitful. Look at this here. Beneath the beauty of the land that uh, Lot had chosen was a sin to the maximum, unrighteousness and ungodliness. Don't envy unrighteousness. Don't envy ungodliness. Don't envy things uh, possessed or things acquired by tricks and gimmicks by evil hearts. I envy things that are acquired by being on your knees, uh, crying out to God for God to provide. The blessings of God are without sorrow. When God gives a blessing, he is giving you a permanent blessing that no man can take away. But when the devil gives you a blessing, he is giving you a blessing that he will require and ask you to sacrifice something. So don't envy, don't be in this culture and uh, season and the world we're living in full of uh, social media will post a picture here of what God is doing. Look at what God is doing here. Just be inspired by that but don't go and envy that because you do not know what these people did or what they might have done to get those things. Oh, this one is making an impact in ministry. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to sell some whole anointing oil. Stay faithful to just preaching the whole, the whole message that transforms it is the word of God that brings everything to pass in our lives. Stay faithful. Now, look at this here. Sometimes what looks great doesn't always mean it is great for you. What looks great doesn't mean it's going to look great for you. It is good for you. Let me give you an example. Somebody gives you an offer of a job. They offer you a job that is going to pay you $50 per hour or $25 or $30 per hour. It's a lot of money and, uh, and somebody offers you that job. 
And then somebody comes and he offers you a job that is $16. And in that $16, there is peace. In that $16, you've got flexibility. You're not going to be panicking. There is no gimmicks and tricks that you need to do. All you need is to show up and do your work. But in the $50 here, you need to lie about whatever is happening in that business so that you can get more money. They pay you money. You need to do to, 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 to be involved in scene. You need to do something. So guess, guess what? Sometimes uh, a lucrative um, offer doesn't translate into the best option for you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you because you can be in a place where you are paid $16 an hour and uh, in that place you have God and God is with you in that place. Trust me, God will make everything multiply in your life because where God is, there is multiplication when you stay faithful. Instead of going to catch corners and cut shortcuts, there is no shortcuts to doing what God has called you to do. You know, I have had uh, some people who have come on our network, on the television network in the beginning, and when they came in, all they wanted was to be popular. They wanted a, a large number of people to follow them. And what they did was every time they'll ask for the numbers and then uh, they went to other bigger, you know, television network. We are not a bigger television network, but here's what we are. We are an evangelistic network that is reaching souls. One, two, three, four. We don't care. We coming. We sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. We're not about numbers. We are about souls. As long as we can get those souls in those numbers we are happy so guess what this man did he abandoned us and then he went to all those places he was paying a lot of money to just keep on uh, you know being on air and yet he never heard uh, one soul tell him that uh, my life was changed because of your program he never heard to anybody at all from anybody at all guess what this is the reason why we need to be faithful be faithful to where God is working with you because when God leads he will lead you to abundance he will lead you to fruitfulness it doesn't matter when you leave a lucrative uh, offer. There are people that I know that left a very well-paying job to go and pursue God. And when they started pursuing God, they could barely make even a $50. They could barely make even a $10. Guess what? God multiplied in their lives. Even just our testimony, me and my wife, we left the city. We had uh, our own business then there. And, uh, you know, we had uh, lots of support for ministry. And when the Lord spoke to us to come to a place where we knew no Nobody. Uh, we came to this place. We began to believe God to do what? To help us fulfill his, uh, his, his, his will. At the end of the day, it is not my will. It is the will of God. And if it's the will of God, then God is going to help you to fulfill that will. You don't have to panic. So guess what? We came into the place and we didn't know nobody. God began to work with us. God began to connect us with the right people. And God began to lift us up. Today we are so thankful that what looked like a, a dead move actually was a, a lively, lively move. Listen, God can tell you to move from one place. That place may be looking like rich. That place may be looking like it has everything you need. And when God speaks and he says, leave and 
and come to this place where there is nothing, there is completely nothing in it for you. You got to understand if you are faithful with God, God is going to sustain you and is going to multiply you because sometimes we want to move for ourselves and God is saying, no, 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 move for me. If you're going to move or make a decision, don't make a decision for you. Make a decision for me to serve me, to advance the kingdom of God. When you make your decision to serve the kingdom of God and you will make a decision in your life to make the kingdom of God number one in your life, guess what God does? God begins now to bring everything you need in your life. So when you make God, when you make God your number one, your number one goal, your number one desire, your number one vision, God begins to bring every pieces together. So here is what I want to share with you. Don't live by your natural sight. Don't live by your natural sight. Do not live by your natural sight. Live by the sight of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit sees beyond what your eyes can see. The Holy Spirit sees the details that is in the place where you're going. If it is a lucrative offer, let the Holy Spirit decide. Don't decide because you need the money, because it can rack your life. It can destroy your life. Don't decide based on how much you're going to get. Decide based on where the Holy Spirit wants to lead you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you to marry. Let the Holy Spirit lead you to a place of worship so that you are not, you know, you can make a decision to go to a place of worship and you come out there, you are bent out and you are barbecued there. That's not the will of God. That is not what God wants you to dis- to, 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 to experience in life. God wants you to experience what is good so if you want to experience what is great and if you want to move into the greatness of God and the goodness of God then you have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit let him lead let him show you because he sees the details that you can see when you look at a man you're looking at the outward appearance you're looking at how they are looking how they carry themselves God doesn't look at that he doesn't look at our suits he doesn't look at how many how much you know we talk about the Bible he's not looking at how much I'm preaching to you right now when God is looking at me he's looking at my character he's looking at my relationship with him He's looking at the things that you cannot see beyond your natural eye. See beyond the spiritual highs. May God restore your highs. May God restore your ability to see things and to see the details of things beyond what is in front of you. May you not be fooled by what is in front of you. Sometimes you may think like you are not doing well and yet that is where the presence of God is. That is where God is. Listen, it may be only five people that meets. It may be only 50 people in that congregation. It may be only 20 people in that congregation. God may want you there because he's trying to do a work in your life. God doesn't just want you to be among a large number of people and then you are lost in there. Listen, God is doing something in your life. God is doing something in your life. But I want to tell you this. Don't live by your natural sight. Live by the sight of the Holy Spirit because he sees beyond what you can see. He sees the hidden details in the place. He sees the portals. He sees the danger. He sees the, the things that can come to rise.
rack your life, to come to rack your marriage. Don't put money first, put God first, because you can go and decide based on the money you'll be paid, that money may kill you. You need to make a decision based on the Spirit of God. Let Him lead you. Listen to this, a job offer may look good and lucrative, like I said, but underneath it, the enemy may be setting up a trap to trap your life. Let the Holy Spirit guide you, I pray. Let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do with your life. Don't decide based on what you feel and what you need, because God, when he leads you, he's going to lead you to something great. He's going to lead you to something beautiful. You will never regret because the the, the, the gift and the blessings of God are without a sorrow. He's going to give you something that is going to be sustainable. And I feel the anointing of God right now as I'm sharing this word with you. You are at a valley of decision. You are late. You are trying to, you know, to make a decision about why, which job to take and which job not to take. Take the job that the Holy Spirit is going to continue to work in you. Do not take a job where the Holy Spirit is going to be out of your life. Decide based on the kingdom of God. Decide based on your desire to advance the kingdom of God. Your desire to follow after God. The desire to worship God and to advance the kingdom of God. When you decide based on that, God is going to prosper you. God is going to bless you. God is going to watch over you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper because God is going to be with you. So there is something happens when we decide based on serving God. Serve God. Desire nothing else but to serve God. And God is going to do wonders in your life. I pray today that this word has inspired you and motivated you to make a decision based on where you need to go with God. Until then, God bless you. Shalom, shalom. And by the way, before I go, follow us on social media. Write to us. We want to hear your testimony. God bless you. Shalom, shalom. Thank you for watching Kingdom Insight. Dr. Kazumba Charles has written some powerful and insightful books that will help you discover treasures and truth of God's Word and also give you a deeper understanding of the unchanging character of God. For a love gift of $20, our office will send you one of the following books written by Dr. Kazumba Charles. The Parables of the Kingdom, Revisiting the Foundations, The Weapon of Forgiveness, or Discovering the Power of God in You. Please go to www.kazumbacharles.org to give your love gift. Your love gift will enable Dr. Kazumba Charles to continue to preach the good news of the kingdom. Thank you for your generosity.